okay, things happen, things change. What are you going to do about it? And that's the attitude that we have to have in life. And that's the same attitude that I have with the market. So as the market adjusts, you know, I'll adjust. Are you starting your journey into real estate business or entrepreneurship? Are you in need of strategies to help you reach your daily goals? That's right. Then the Oliver Perry Show is for you. Come and get the experiences and strategies to help you be successful. And now, your host, Oliver Perry. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, whoever you are. Welcome back to the Oliver Perry Show. Today, I have a fantastic guest, a guest so good that I wanted to go live to make sure that you guys got to see her in real time speak. She is a real estate investor. She is a real estate agent. She flips. She's a leader. She's a coach. She's a powerful woman out of Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce Miss Rashana Scott. Rashana, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. I feel like I was about to get, do a drum roll. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've really got to work on some sound effects. I got to get some sound effects, maybe some crowd noise in here to really welcome you in because, you know, I'm excited to have you on today. Just really excited to have you on. I've, like I've said, I've watched you before on many a platform for about a year and some change now. But it's not about me. It's about you. So if you could, please, I'd like it if you could kind of introduce yourself to the audience and kind of give them a background on who you are and what you do. So who am I? Um, like you mentioned, you know, all of these titles, uh, realtor, real estate investor, all things real estate, born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Uh, I am a daughter, a friend, right? Um, you mentioned a coach, a leader. Um, I do run, you know, a women's membership group, which I'm sure we'll talk um, more about later. Um, but yes, professionally, that is um, why I'm sure you invited me on here today to talk about uh, real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, actually, I, uh, whoops, wrong side. So I actually, I wanted to be able to talk about quite a few things. There's one thing I don't feel like you get enough credit for. And it's not real estate. It's your brand. How you go about your movement is really, really impressive from the side as I'm learning myself, as I'm sure some people are listening, are learning the branding side of the house and how much branding can really do. I once heard Max Maxwell say that he made more on his brand than he did through real estate or anything else he was doing, which is wild. And in considering that and flipping in heels and Rashana Scott, not just you as the investor, but you as a real estate agent as well. Your name is has gotten really big. Was that movement intentional, and how <laughs> how did you start that? You know, it's funny when you say my name has gotten big. That's kind of mm-hmm. scary to me, and 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 I don't know if this is confirmation, but it, that's the second time I heard that today. So I'm like, really? whoa, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so you asked me, was it intentional? And mm-hmm. um, I would say yes. I would say yes, it was intentional, and it first started because I didn't think I had a brand. That was the reason mm-hmm. why, right? And right. I want to say we're in 2021. So about 2014 was when I was introduced to live streaming and Periscope, you know, had just come out and everybody was Periscoping. And that was the big thing was, you know, Periscoping. And um, it was it was introduced to the world where you could literally click a button and now you're in so many people's homes from all across the world. Right. And from there, you know, not even fully realizing the effect that you could have um, on people. But the other thing was when you go live, you know, if you're going to choose to go live, 
what are you going to go live and talk about? Right. Mm, <laughs> and right. then, and then realizing that, like I say, the fact that, um, you know, you are a brand. So many people, um, who first are getting started out in business, not thinking that, um, they have a brand because it may look like a certain way when all in all you do have a brand and you are a brand, whether you want to be one or not, right. Whether right. you accept right. it or not, whether you realize it or not, you know, when you walk into a restaurant, your, your brand walked into the represent into the restaurant, right. Your brand right. walked into the movie theater. You're, you know, right. So that total representation, um, mm-hmm. for one, you know, in regards to the outer appearance, outer appearance, but then as it came down to business and educating on the things that I was passionate about, then that brand translated into what was being said out of my mouth. So, um, yes, it was intentional to um, build a brand. But it was also at the same time, the intention was to teach, right? To educate right. and to inform. And so I guess that's where it started. That's a great question, though. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. No, that's um, that is I think that's because it's really important. We don't pay enough attention to those who really take the time and build a brand because they say um, success leaves clues. Your success, mm-hmm. at least for me personally, your success, Max, um, the polites, all those who are of the same hue and in, in a different arena than I am mm-hmm. are the, the success that you got to look at. So that's how I see it. Now, now with that being mm-hmm. said, let's get into flipping in heels because flipping in heels is a really dope effort with you and teaching women and inspiring women to getting to the real estate investment field, which is, uh, let's just be honest, it's not as many women as there should be in the real estate investing field. There's a lot of women in design, mm-hmm. but there's not actually a, as many doing the flipping part of it. How did that start? And then where do you see that going now? Mm. So Flippin' and Hill started because I was looking for women who um, I could connect with, who I could relate with, and looking for someone to, that I could look up to, really. Right. Um, I was like, who are the you know big name women in this industry? Um, because when I first started out, you know, years ago and invested um, a lot of money into real estate education and things like that, the founders of the company, even the um, educators in the company um, didn't look like me. And um, they I, I don't know if there were any women. And if so, they were definitely not um you know, there were definitely no black women. So again, at that time, it was really more so um, it it came from um, the fact that there was no representation and I was looking for her. And then in the face of, um, you know, where there's lack, there's opportunity. And so if it doesn't exist, create it. So I am a strong believer of that. And so I said, okay, well, for one, you know, if I don't see her, then there is opportunity to become her. But then also, you know, along my journey, I've been blessed to meet other women um, who have inspired me, who I have been able to bring to the forefront and say, hey, these women do exist. There are women out here that are doing all of these amazing things. And um, I'm grateful to social media, you know, for for one of those main reasons to be able, you know, being able to connect with so many amazing women who are doing amazing things from all across the world. Um, And like you mentioned, you know, you see women in different um, different areas of the industry, but not a lot. It's very, it's very much so a male dominated industry. Right. Yeah. And so women in real estate, I was saying they can do more than be realtors, right. Show up and dress nicely and, you know, open the door, right. At, at, yeah. a, at a showing, 
um, we can cut the check and we can, you know, cash the check. We can um, be general contractors. We can be project managers. We can flip houses. We can, you know, do wholesale tax lien, you know, landlords, right? right? Like all of these titles that um, are, again, associated with a male-dominated industry, right? Like any time that um, I've done rentals, um, uh, the earlier part of my career um, was spent a lot of time just only doing rentals. And oftentimes I would speak with the um, potential tenants and they would always ask, oh, the landlord this, the landlord that. Well, um, can you ask him this or can you ask him that, right? It's automatically assumed that the landlord is a male. And that's why, you know, with my um, clothing line, I have the she collection that's coming out and and it's going to say certain things like, you know, the landlord is she actually, you know, the owner is she and things like that. And it's that's literally something that, um, again, just in my everyday conversation, even when I have clients now, that um, when when I have um, tenants that are looking to rent properties, you know, sometimes if the owner is okay with, you know, me disclosing who they are or not, you know, right. sometimes I smile in the back of my mind when they're like, oh, can you ask the landlord? Can you ask him this or can you ask him that? And then when it's a woman, you know, I kind of right. get, you know, some secret <laughs> satisfaction because I'm right. like, actually, you know, the landlord, she is a boss. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Man, so let's so now now that you've got flipping heels and flipping heels is doing quite a bit. Uh, if I remember correctly, you had you had your third annual badass women in real yeah. estate, right? Was that <laughs> my was, fourth? Uh, fourth oh, the fourth. I'm I'm off. Yeah. Okay, so I missed one. Okay, so when is that? When's the next? Is that's the one coming up? When's the next one coming up? So it's every March for Women's History Month. So okay. um, yeah, we just had our fourth one, and it was something that I just did, and now here we are four years later. <laughs> I like it. But, but I again, like it. that was a um, it was a part of the initiative, right? It was a part of right. the movement. When I think about the brand from four years ago, it definitely was not where it is now. But the mission was still the same. Right. So I can't even tell you how many followers Flipping the Hills might have had or, you know, I I can't like the page was very new and the brand was very new. But again, the mission was still the same. And here we are four years later with the same goal and the mission to highlight, educate and inspire more women, um, you know, investing in real estate. Right. But even then, just like we said, it's just super impactful because you, you found a space, you realize that there's not enough impact in that space. Now you're making that impact. Here's my here's a question in that regard. What has been the most impactful for you about your brand? Mm, good stuff. Um, no lie, my women's membership. Like mm. I am so full. And 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 it um the membership is obviously underneath the brand. Uh it fills me up to see the women buying their first properties, closing on their first properties, investing, right. doing this, doing that, having a sisterhood, saying, Hey, I'm stuck here, what are your thoughts on this? Like I didn't realize how fulfilling it would be. And what's right. so funny is um I it it, t- it I, I have I, I well I was about to put myself out there I was about to say I do I don't have a commitment issue but <laughs> I, sometimes I do <laughs> and I hadn't committed to anything in the digital space really mm-hmm. to be honest because um like I said I mentioned like Periscope days around 2015 and and whatnot and all, everybody had a course right even today right. everybody's got a, everybody course, got a course an ebook. Yeah. 
or something, right, that they're selling. And I just really wasn't that salesperson to be in that digital space. And right. so, you know, I would get asked, oh, when are you doing this? Or when are you doing a course? And and, and I don't even learn like that, like a beginning, middle, and end. I, like, I'll start a course, I'll pay all mm-hmm. this money, and I probably won't even finish it, right? <laughs> right? So I didn't. So I never took the time to sit down and create one. But when I say, you know what, I'm going to do something that is ongoing because it's necessary and it's needed and it fits my style, right? It fits my style of learning and just doing life and doing business. So I need something that's ongoing because in 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 the growth right the evolution mm-hmm. like that's what we need we need something that is that's going to continue to grow with us as our business grows and so that's why i continue that's why um i created something um that was ongoing and it has been one of like the longest things that i've committed to right. um and i was and, and even on the days that i didn't feel like showing up i mm-hmm. showed up and i was a blessed like beyond measure right like there would right. be certain days where i'm like i don't i'm not feeling it and we're we're only twice the month right um every first and third tuesday but in the beginning it was something that i definitely had to you know get, get adjusted to um and i have friends that are very successful like say in the digital space and showing up is so important but it is another job like i remember when i was <laughs> trying to keep up with live streaming right you know like coming up with a fresh topic every day or you know okay catch me on periscope live every you know monday wednesday and friday like it's a job you know yes it is, yes, it is. <laughs> but when i but when i realized that you know i was sh- i was showing up you know i wasn't showing up for myself right i was showing up right. for other people i was showing up for the the women and my group and to see just how it is truly changing their lives i mean you know i i I wouldn't trade it so that totally has been the most impactful thing that i've done uh with the brand that's that's uh i mean that's just dope just to be able to hear it even though you know i can't join the group uh i might try and sneak up in there through my wife but i can't join the group right now officially right Listen, I got, I, listen, fellas, that's how you get in, okay? My brother signed his wife up. My friend signed his girlfriend up. That's how you yep. get in. Yep, that's a fact. So, but yeah, but, um, so let me, let me ask you, you, about a year ago, you, um, you were doing the, I want to say the DJ MV, was a DJ MV real estate tour or you were giving a guide, you were doing a guide as a, you was in Chicago, of course, and you were driving around and in the clip, there's a clip where you're driving through. Um, of course, you're driving through Chicago, but you drive past oh, President Obama's block. Weird question, yes, but is that is it still blocked off? Is it still really gated going through there and going around there? Yeah, so from the main um, road, um, there's like a main road on 51st mm-hmm. Street. Um, it is still blocked off. There were barricades at the time. I can't remember if there's still barricades, but it's definitely still gated. But you can actually go through the neighborhood. Like it's a tour. Wow. You can't, you can park, yeah, you can park on the side and it says, you know, no cars down the street right. unless it's presidential. Um, but you can definitely walk up to the house and, and there's gates in front of the house and you can like take pictures and things like that. Um, but you can definitely walk <laughs> down awesome. the block. But yeah, awesome. I think it'll be gated forever. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So going back to the real questions, because that was, that was a, I know it was an odd throw in, but that, that piqued my curiosity. I was watching the clip. So for you, now that all this stuff has changed, because you started your women's group prior to COVID, right? It started before COVID. When COVID hit, how did that affect you and your group? And then how did you adjust with the tactics? Because I imagine people coming in, 
it's a little bit more stressful at COVID time frame than it was before COVID time frame, and God willing, before it'll be after. Yeah. So, um, man, you are asking some good <laughs> questions. <laughs> I'm glad I showed up today. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. I'm glad you came too. <laughs> man, I remember the first session um, when ho- when COVID hit and. Uh, the world it was really heavy it was a heavy mm-hmm. session heavy heart um i i i think i'm trying to think if we I, I remember being emotional um because the uncertainty was just at a really high um point at that time right. for everybody right. right and it was right. like um there were women in my group who were nurses you know at the time right. and you know it, it we just took a, a second to check in with everyone and ask like how is life right we can right. talk about real estate um and things like that in business but first and foremost it was how is life you know i remember we said a prayer during one of those calls it was it was really that uncertainty was hard. And um, even when I went through the emotions of COVID, not knowing what was going on, right, running back and forth to the stores, stocking up, like all of that. You know, I did. <laughs> right, right. I, listen, I was like, you know, is this about to be the Hunger Games, right? Yep. <laughs> like, I, I did it. And um, it, but at the end of the day, the women expected me to show up and I showed mm-hmm. up and I showed up for them. And the the thing is that, you know, the pivot was continue showing up and I encourage right. them to continue showing up. I can say I encourage them. Hey, you know, everybody's home right now and on their phone. Right. So nice. you get, figure out a way, you know, in terms of growing your business, figure out a way to get in front of people. Of course, I'm marketing and I already know marketing. So I'm going to continue marketing. And I'm, um, so we had we had a couple of marketing focus sessions. Right. Talking about different strategies, different ways to do this, that, get properties, you know, network with buyers, sellers, investors. You know, we we spent time focusing on that. Um, And that was that was the pivot of the conversation was, you know, what do we do? What you know, how do we live in the current state and and move and continue to move forward? And um, a really great friend of mine who is also my my podcast co-host, Mr. Charles Oglesby. Oglesby. Yeah. Um, he he I remember he was um, we were talking and he was like looking at vending machines or something like that. He was mm-hmm. looking at like buying a route. And I was like. How are you like looking at buying, you know, more businesses and 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 like it's a pandemic. Like, dude, what are yeah, you right. doing? <laughs> what and I... he was like, he was like, I mean, Rashana, the world is going to keep going, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't matter because we all gonna be dead anyway. And I right. was like, Ooh. Ooh, you right? I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thought. Process. I, was, I mean, and Charles is a totally, totally one thousand percent businessman, right? So he's mm. always thinking of the next move, the next, you know, this or that. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You know, as I'm going through all of these different emotions, um, you know, but it was also a, 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 a time where you had to also be careful of how you navigated online, especially right. while you have a brand, because you do have to be sensitive. There was a lot of loss being experienced at that time. So so it was definitely not an easy thing to navigate, especially when you, um, like you said, you are showing up as a leader and people are looking to you. Um, to see how you respond and looking at you, you know, to see uh, what you're going to do. But right. just had to keep mm. showing up. 90% of success is showing up. 
That is a fact. The other thing, if you think about it too, uh, when Charles said that, it harkens to a quote by, uh, I want to say it's Warren Buffett. He said, when everybody else is running, you go too. When everybody's going too, you run. And just that thought process that he had to keep going and to dig deeper into a different route, that's um, that's a lot of foresight right there. That's a lot of foresight. That's wisdom. And um, I mean, he blew up. His business blew up during mm. the pandemic. That's probably who you want on your show next. <laughs> and, <laughs> All right, um, say no more. Charles, but, I'm coming. <laughs> but, you know, just just with that that mindset, though, right? right like, and right. that thought, you know, it, it, he certainly shifted my mindset. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, so next question. Next question. So you, um, all this pandemic stuff has happened. Before the pandemic and about well, two or three months ago, I watched an interview and you said that there's a lot of bidding wars going on. And I read an article yesterday that said that the market has turned to a very low market, as in low supply, and still a super high demand. And I know you can only speak to Chicago, so I'd like to speak to specifically Chicago. What's your thoughts on the market in Chicago and where do you see it going? Not just as a real estate investor, but as well as an, as, as an agent, because you see both sides of that wall, which is a, an advantage to say the least. Uh, where do I see it going? I mean... I, I don't try to predict the market. I don't. Um, I yeah. take it with. I take it for what it is and what mm -hmm. I have, and and you know I show up and I do the best that I could do uh, for my clients and for myself, right? Because I am right. a client as well. Right. So um, speaking to the state of the market, yes, very competitive low supply, high demand, uh, which essentially is pushing the prices up of everything because you have to think about it. There was so much money pumped into the market, right? There were so many millionaires created during the pandemic or, or thousandaires, right? So many people yeah. reached their first six figures and, and things like that, you know, during the pandemic. And, and like I said, these PPEs and these loans and these grants, so much money pushed into the market. Now everybody wants to turn around and invest, right? Now everybody right. wants to, to say, hey, like I got this extra money. I've never had this much money in my bank account right. before, right? Like <laughs> right, I literally... People, people have literally said that to me. Like, I've never had this much money in my bank account before. Wow. And it's like, what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people are turning to look at investing in real estate. Interest rates have also dropped. So, which, you know, another uh, set of buyers is like, hey, it's a great time to buy. You know, interest rates are low. Um, and, but then <laughs> on top of that, you have mm -hmm. all these people with all of this extra money, um, you know, new buyers in the market with lower interest rates. But then there's a, 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 a more moratorium on foreclosures and the market is missing on average 4 million homes. So, you know, it creates, um, like I said, a crazy market that we're in right now, but, it, and, I, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, I can only speak to Chicago because I have some out of state, um, like investor clients. Um, there were some I was speaking from in particular from New Jersey and they mm -hmm. said their market, the way that we're experiencing it now, they've been like that for years. It's, it's, wow. it's been a hot market supply and demand, you know, you know, so some, ex some markets have, have been experiencing that and they've navigated accordingly. Right. And so I believe that as investors, um, that's really what we have to do is navigate the market accordingly. Right. And pivot accordingly. Right. So if at the time, right, the the foreclosures get released and now all of these homes are in the market, that means, you know, people are going to continue to buy property. I remember one of my very first posts um, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, it was the first week. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? You know, the second week, everybody's still like, what's going on? The third week is like, oh, I think we'll we'll be back to normal next week. And right. then it was like, yeah, no. 
It was like, yeah, no, this went on for another year, right? right? Year and a half. Right. Um, but in the midst of that, one of my very first um, posts was real estate will be bought and sold until the end of time. And that was the only thing that I could say at the time to where I was like, you know, I don't want to say anything about, oh, you know, because there was a lot of, ins- ins- I don't know, is that the right word? Insensitivity? In- in- yeah, insensitivity. Being that's, insensitive. That's pretty good. Did Being I make I'm like that? Okay. No, nah, the second time. <laughs> then, the first time you had it. <laughs> But but there was a lot of individuals being insensitive online mm-hmm. at the time, right? So by being an, a quote-unquote influencer, like, you have to be careful with what you say. Okay. And, um, you know, when I when I made that, um, I meant it, right? But I didn't, right. you, you know, I made sure that I wasn't insensitive about it, but I meant it. And, and, and then literally right after that, um, it comes out, you know, real estate is an essential business and such wow. and such. So, so right away, you know, the National Association of Realtors and, and everybody's, you know, we're now we're having a national and statewide conference call talking about how to navigate this new normal, right? right um, right. gloves and masks and sanitizers and, you know, and, and, and all of that. Um, and so I say all that to say that in life, in business, like, we are going to continuously be thrown um, different challenges, right? And exactly. amidst those challenges, what are what are you going to do, right? Um, it's like the book. So inside of my um, women's group, we have always have a book of the month, and uh, one of the books that we read was "Who Moved My Cheese," and it's a sh- short, Ooh, quick a read, read. But it's yeah, a, that's a good one. but it's a funny read, right? Yeah. Because it's literally like, hey, okay, things happen, things change. What are you going to do about it? And right. that's the attitude that we have to have in life. And that's the same attitude that I have with the market. So as the market adjusts, you know, I'll adjust. So I, that's a long way of saying I, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with the market. I'm not going to try and predict the market. No. Um, all I know is that I'm going to show up and I'm going to be, be present and I'm going to still be hustling. I'm sure, you know, in the market. So hopefully there's some opportunity, you know, prices, things level out. And price points, you know, kind of go down. That's what right. we're hoping. Right. But who knows? No, that's that's a fair assessment because you don't want to put it out there that's going to do this, this, and this, and it doesn't actually do that. Not to mention, it's not worth taking that risk to to put that out there. It's um like you said, it's always wiser to just. I mean, it's gonna it's out. gonna do what it's gonna do. <laughs> exactly. There's no there's no point in doing worrying about anything else. Just go with the flow. So with that said, what's when that when that when this kind of thing happens as a leader and somebody who's leading a group like flipping in heels. I know it's tough. What is what's the advice to you that you give to somebody who's brand new coming into a game, particularly a female coming into the game? And she's like, hey, Rashawn, I want to go at it. I want to buy up the world, but I don't know what to do. I thought I had it figured out. The pandemic hit. What do I do now? What's what's that advice? How do you how do you get around that? Um, the first thing is you actually you know, I would ask uh, why. Right. Why, why do you want to do this? What's the reason? Right. Because a lot of people look at the success, the, gl- the glam. And it's like, oh, right. it's easy. First and foremost, it, it is not easy. It is not easy. It is a job. So, you know, the question is, are you passionate about it? Right. Are you pat? Mm-hmm. Do you have a true passion for being in this business because it's going to um, require a lot of heart. Even if you aren't passionate about it, do you at least have the hustle, right? Because I also believe in, you know, doing what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. But 
Like there's going to be days as in entrepreneurship and as in life where you aren't going to feel like doing stuff, right? You're going to deal with so much in this business that, um, you know, you got to have the guts to stick in it for one. For two, um, do you have the resources? Do you have the network or are you willing to network to build your resources? Um, I talk to my ladies all the time about, you know, this is a relationship business and things like that. So hustle and network and resources is is what you need essentially to, yeah, yeah, it's everything, but it's also what you need to get going and to be successful and to keep going because guess what? In this market where there's no inventory on the market, but there's a ton of buyers, Right. I got a network and, and essentially, you know, I'm um, moving a lot of deals off market because there are no deals on the market. So I got to reach out and say, right. hey, what do you have going on? What do you have coming up? You know, what what do you, what, hey, I'm reaching out to other realtors. I'm reaching out to wholesalers. I'm reaching out to sellers. I spoke with my inspector and I said, hey, you know, I need stuff to sell. I need, you know, my inspector is inspecting buildings and, you know, properties right. all over the city. Right. right? So he has yeah. network and resources. He sent me three sellers, right, that I've been able to connect with. So, and, and, and you know, it's funny. They call me the connector because, uh, and people say like, oh, you know everybody. But that's because from a, an early, early age, my mom can tell you I've been curious from day one. And I ask mm-hmm. questions and I, I show up, I ask questions. So if I want to meet you, I'm going to go up and meet you. You know, if I want to talk to you, if I want to ask questions, find out, you know, who you are, what you do, what you're about, that's what I'm going to do. And I didn't realize that that would carry over into business and actually benefit me. Right. I if I'm curious, if I got a question, you know, I'm going to figure it out. So speaking of so speaking of questions, that is one thing that I kind of feel like is your basically your superpower, because even on the podcast that comes out. When you and Charles are talking to your guests, who has been the most impactful guest for you personally on your podcast? Oh, man, you got to ask me to pick. <laughs> <laughs> you can give one or two. That, you don't have to be one more than the other. Yeah. So, um, oh, was it Henry? Henry did great. Henry Washington has a great story um, about how. He started and he started, I want to say, with one house. And I believe he was working his nine to five at the time. Um, But I love the way he leveraged his portfolio. Well, he leveraged like the bank and just started slow and then just built it. Um, Shannon Steele, of course, was amazing. And we have since connected and built a relationship, um, you know, from there. Um, trying to think. Those were two good ones. Who else? Oh, ooh, Brian Arigbu. Man, oh, when Brian's we interviewed Brian, <laughs> that guy's nuts. Yeah, Brian is a beast. When we interviewed Brian, I got off. <laughs> I got out that podcast ready to go do subject to wraparounds, <laughs> you know, auctions. Like, I was like, you know, I got to get some deals. I got to do something, right? Like, That's Brian it. is the man and he's so intelligent. And has it. And so um, I'm grateful definitely to be a part of the podcast because I get to meet great people, you know, right. interview dope people. And I get to be inspired by so many African-American men and business women, you know, biz- men and women and men business owners from across the country right. um, who are in real estate or whatever type of business that I can learn from. So, yeah, I would say those are my top ones. 
Yeah, those are those are good choices. Brian, I've seen a couple times. I've heard him speak a couple times, and he's uh just the fact how simply he speaks on a such a deep and kind of complicated topic is really impressive, and it's pretty cool. So I I, mm-hmm. I can definitely get behind that. Um, but you're no slouch yourself. Let's go ahead and be honest about that, because you've been woof, you've been swinging a hammer for a little while now, right? So how long when you wow. first started? How long was? How long has it been? I don't really swing hammers. I just like point fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean, that's that's, um, the, that's the rule of being a boss. You got to be a boss. <laughs> um. So my first investment was in 2015. So that was six years ago. Six years ago. Um. And I, yeah, I invested in someone else's project at the time. So, and I was uh, 23 six years ago. So I was a young broke college student and wanting to. Um, <laughs> So badly invest in real estate and was trying to navigate the world and trying to figure it out. And someone allowed me the opportunity to invest in their project. And I remember being so excited. I had my whole family come out to the open house and like everything. And I only had like $5,000 invested in there. But right. and, and I think the minimum was like $10,000. But I earned my 15% return, which was like $325. And I was just so excited from the return that I got because you know it was it was a passive investment right I invested my money I didn't have to do anything and I just got my money back plus a return but the great thing about that was I was also able to show up and ask questions right and Mm. so we have called that mentor hacking essentially because in today everybody wants a mentor but you know everybody wants a mentor for free also like 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 you know you can't be entitled (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Um, y- you can't expect anybody to do anything for you or to give you anything so you know how dare those adults who want something out of life you know out of the nothing they put in so right. I didn't realize it at the time but that's what I was doing I was mentor hacking and that investment allowed me my seat at the table right like you have my money so you want to make me as an investor happy so I'll show up and I'll you know, at this project and I'm asking questions. I'm asking, oh, so what does this mean? What does that mean? You know, talking to the plumber, talking to the electricians, just figuring stuff out because I really wanted to learn the investing thing. And I was the smallest investor on the project, right? There were $50,000 investors on there who never came to the property (laughs) once. But I was so eager to learn how to invest in real estate. Um, And so that was, yeah, my very first start. (laughs) That's awesome. No, that's awesome. I've told people before and I've had people ask me, um, cause I've done, I've done a flip. I'll probably, I'll do it again, but I've got to always have a partner that kind of knows what they're doing. Cause the one that I did did not go as well as I planned and you know, stuff happens particularly in your first one, but having the ability to learn from somebody, even if you're working for free, take the opportunity, learn and pull whatever skills you can. And for you, Rashana, being able to, you know, like you said, mentor hack, put some putting some money in and then going to the site and just being as just being a sponge, being that fly on the wall and asking all kinds of questions as much as possible is really what sets you apart from the next person. Um, so that that makes perfect sense. So you're investing and you're a real estate agent. Why did you do both? Yeah, Um so I only got my license to be a uh, better investor. <laughs> and I just said, oh, I'm, I am I just wanted access to the MLS. And I said, you know, I'll help a friend or a family member here or there. 
um, because I was already in the investing space. And what I tell people all the time, the consumer doesn't know the difference. So for me, um, like you said, while I was building my brand, brand awareness was key. So everybody knew me at the time for real estate, but they didn't know exactly what I did in real estate. They just knew something about real estate. So when friends and family would come to me, I would have to refer them out. Oh, I'm not licensed, right? And then, right. I mean, it doesn't. It only takes two times for you to realize, okay, I'm missing out on money, right? That's the opportunity right. that I'm missing out on. So let me go ahead and get my license. Yeah, I'll do that here and there. And um, and then I'll be able to find my own deals as well. Mm. Fast yeah, that's, forward. <laughs> right, right. Now you're killing it. And then some. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but no, that's... That, why but my passion is investing for sure um and that's why i've been able to attract a lot of investor clients and then also um be known as the investor's realtor um because i was educating so many investors i was utilizing my platform to educate so many investors and educating is selling right so as i was educating the clients were coming the deals were coming and as I continued to do that, then it was like, boom, the investor's realtor. Like, yeah. I, I look up and all I got are investor clients because I educated on that, right? Like, how many right. people four years ago were saying, hey, this is how you utilize a self-directed IRA to invest in tax-free, you know, real That's estate so. tax-free and tax-deferred. This is how a 1031 exchange works. This is how, you know, you utilize business credit. This is how you actually can leverage your personal credit to get business credit to invest in real estate right <laughs> um like you know so it, it was it was a love and a passion of mine and i was just sharing that and and that and then it grew into to this so that's so for those of you who are listening or watching you just got a lesson from Rashawna scott on how to go about building your brand share your journey share your story put it out there just be passionate about what you do. Don't worry about who's watching. Don't know, worry about who's saying what. Just keep going. Because like we said before, consistency has everything. And the consumer, as Rashana said, because I, I wrote that quote down, consumer don't know the difference. <laughs> that's that's a don't forget. They don't. And I'm glad you said, um, you know, it doesn't matter who, you know, what they say or who says what and, and whatnot. Because I had definitely had the naysayers like, oh, you know, she thinks she all this, or she this, right. or she that, or she not right. even, you know, really doing real estate that much, or she did, you know, like there were those naysayers, and it and it got back to me, and yep. it got me down, you know, like a time or two, and I remember talking with my cousin one time, and she was, you know, she got on me like, girl, don't you ever, you know, right, <laughs> um, yep. you know, like feed into that, but and the thing was, I wasn't showing up saying I'm a guru, I'm an expert. I wasn't saying that. I was just showing up and sharing my journey, right? Perception right. is reality. So when people perceive that, oh, this is, you know, what you're doing when you're just sharing your journey, like you can't, you can't, um, you you know, you can't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You you don't have anything to do with the, the way people look at you and perceive you, right? right? Yep. Like yep. if somebody says, oh, she's this and that, then to you, to, to them, you know, you this and that, right? If <laughs> you look like right. this over here to this person, then that's what it is. And, you know, I totally could, I'm so far from caring. I don't even, like, that wouldn't even, <laughs> it wouldn't even come to me nowadays as to who, what, whatever, right? 
But right. back in the day, you know, um, that did, you know, and I want to address that because imposter syndrome is something um, mm. real, right? There's right. so many people that do not put themselves out there because they're like, well, I don't want to, you know, make it seem like I'm trying to say I got it all together. No, 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 right? Like, you aren't right. saying that. And if people perceive it that way, then that's on them for them yep. to perceive it that way. But guess what? On the other side of that, there's somebody that's being inspired. There's somebody that's being encouraged by your journey and learning, you know, what you're doing. And it's and it's, it's truly helping them, right? So, and, and, I, and I've said this line before and I'll say it again. How many women would have been left uninspired if I had waited until I felt like I had it all together to share my journey? Because if right. that's the case, I, I wouldn't be here today, right? Because I, I still don't feel like I have it all together. So I would have not been on social sharing my journey and, you know, I wouldn't be, what do you say, had this brand that I have right. today. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's um, an absolute fact because I've, I've actually had the conversation. I had a conversation with someone the other day and it's on the same level to a, a lower extent. But the issue that I was having, and not even an issue, what was odd was I'd go out about places, people would see my live videos or the videos that I did online that are out there, mm -hmm. the few and far between. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, man, I thought... I thought you were tiny. Like I thought you were like five five. Like I'm I'm sitting in a chair. How would <laughs> how would how would anybody come? But it's it's just the mindset. It's just the first thing that's gonna pop in their mind is what's gonna stay there. And you know it's never a ne it's not necessarily a negative thing in that, but it just is what it is. So you can't really be too concerned about what everybody's concerned about. Um, additionally, though, I did I did want to ask you this because you're an entrepreneur. You've been doing this for a while now. And I'm starting to see, as I'm doing the research, I'm interviewing more people, I feel as though imposter syndrome is almost a rite of passage at this point. It's, it's something that every entrepreneur from Mark Cuban to me has to deal with. What are your thoughts? Do you feel like, is that something that everybody you think has to go through to make it to the other side of entrepreneurship? I would say so. Yeah, mm. sure. I, I don't, I mean, unless you're Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out you to know, Charles, I'm killing it. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I, I mean, yeah. anybody who's trying to do anything who's never done anything before. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Like anything significant, significant. Right. Or you feel like you're trying to do something on a larger scale when you've never done anything on a large scale before, um, right. especially in this social light, because in this social light, you have to look like this, be this, do this, say that, dress a certain way, right? Yep. Um, but once you get past that, there's so much freedom <laughs> on the <laughs> other is. side of that, really right? Um, but then also, too, you know, I, I'm not going to say everybody has to go through that. Um, but, you know, there's definitely something to be said about just showing up as your authentic self regardless. Yep. And in your yep. authentic self, if you deal with that, then that's normal. Um, but there are some people who show up as their authentic self and from day one, they take off. Right. That's a fact, yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, but, but that growth, you know, it's, it's totally natural to have self doubt, um, you know, as an entrepreneur yeah. and not even just in the beginning, but as you're even going to different phases. Right. 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 So yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. I think that's a great way of looking at it. That's a really, really good way of looking at it. Now I know, um, you're a busy lady and I don't want to suck up all your time. Cause I could talk to you forever and a day. I'm gonna be honest. So I'm gonna ask you two questions. These questions are the questions that we use to close out the show. 
Um, and the first one's relatively easy, and the second one's a little bit tougher. The first one is called the troop to task, and what the troop to task is, it's a military term. So in the military, we tell somebody, hey, this is your job, this is what I want you to do to go to get to this goal. Your troop to task is the moment you get to tell the audience what they can do to take that first step onto the right path to get on a path that you've already traveled. Go for it. Educate yourself, period, point blank. Um, in every second that you get, every free second that you get. So if you're traveling to and from work, whether it be bus, train, plane, car, you know, are you listening to a podcast or are you watching Showtime? You know, I remember being on a bus going to work and literally standing up. I mean, bus is packed, right? Rush hour. Mm -hmm. And literally somebody standing up holding their phone, watching a whole episode of TV on their phone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like, wow, like, okay, you know, that's what we do. That's what that's what people are doing. Yeah. Um, but in your free time, right? So I want you to think about how you're spending your free time. Um, I just recently passed my managing broker's license. And, Congratulations. Uh, for me, thank you. And for me, um, passing my license meant studying in my free time, right? Studying mm-hmm. in my downtime. And, and making the time to invest in my personal development. Because here's the thing, in my business, I run a service-based business, so I get paid to show up for other people, right? I get paid to show up, show houses, go to inspections, go to closings, um, you know, be there, right? Move in, move out, whatever, right? So, you know, that's what my, how my time is spent doing that. But then in my free time, you know, I have to be showing up for myself. And like what it. does that look like? And that can look for it. That can look like, you know, self-care or, you know, whatever it is that I choose for it to look like, to be honest. Right. But, you know, in, in, in at the times where I'm ready to go to the next level, I know what I need to focus on. And that's what I need to do in my, my downtime and my free time. So I don't care if it's a podcast. I don't care if it's YouTube University. You know, I don't care what it is. Um, and there's so many amazing free resources that you know you that people have now that weren't out you know yep. 10 years ago yeah is it, it that that's a no-brainer yeah yeah 100 you're 100 on it that youtube university is real though for those of you if you can get to youtube i swear you can learn anything on youtube you want to knit socks literally. you can learn to knit socks on youtube it's a place to be literally all right. <laughs> so all right so the next question Rashana, is what question do you wish you were asked more often and what's the answer to that question that's the hard one Hmm. i know i know um (laughs) what question do i wish that i was asked more often Mm -hmm. i think what do i really want out of life and i guess it depends on from who right who's the question coming from that's true but but i'm spending a lot of time uh lately just thinking about what do i really want right like when i'm presented with an opportunity does this align with what I really want? You know, when I say that, because it could be a great opportunity and I'm going to give you a real life example. I could start a property management company today and it grow so big and become so successful and it'd be so easy to build. Right. Right. Building a business is one thing. Running a business is another. And that's true. That's very true. Right. Because I have the clientele. I have, you know, the inventory. Well, right. you know, <laughs> um, I'm with you it. know, like, I'm I mean, it. I mean, I'm matching clients with properties and buildings and things like that. Right. So every time I sell a building, bam, there's a property management client. So literally right. I, I make money from a closing and now I, 
you know, transition them into, you know, residual income. Right. So I so the concept is there. Mm -hmm. But what do I really want? And the money is going to be great. But do I really want to be on the beach and somebody is calling me saying my beach, my house is on fire. My building is on fire. (laughs) Is that what I really want? Because although I can build a company, my celebrity clients and whomever, if there's an issue, they're not going to be calling the front desk. They're going to be calling me. On you. Right? Yep. Because it's, it's my company, my business, my responsibility. And mm. I really took some time to ask myself, do I want another job? And, and, and whatever other job that I create, do I want it like that? Right. right. Because there's right. so many ways that we can, you know, build businesses and, and, and make money. Right. But right. is that the way that I want it. Although it could be easy, although it looks easy, although literally if I started it today, I'd have 30 clients tomorrow, right? Right. But is that what I really want? Ooh, that's a, listen, that's a good way to fight the, uh, fight that shiny object syndrome because as entrepreneurs, that thing is everywhere and you're constantly like, oh, what? there's, oh, I see that. Oh, oh, that's over there. What? Man. And here's the thing, we want to do everything because we know we can. Yep. But <laughs> but really, it. but can't but really can you or really should you? Right. And does it line up with that ungo like you said? Man, I'm gonna have, I wrote that down, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that for later. So if you see that on IG, Rashawn, it's not my fault. I'm sorry. Um, just tag me. Just tag me. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right. So Rashawn, I know I gotta let you go. Where can people find you? Where can they track you down? Where they can where can they tie into what you're doing? Yes, yes. So um, I am Rashana Scott everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, those are the main platforms that I'm on. And Flipping in Heels, uh, you can find me at Flipping in Heels on Instagram. Um, and yeah, social media um, is a great way, probably the best way um, to connect. And then through my social media channels are all of my additional links uh, to connect with me. That's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. I have had the absolute pleasure and honor to be able to speak to Ms. Rashana Scott today. I appreciate you guys if you tuned in. If you've been here watching, thank you so much. Please make sure you check out the episode as it'll be on YouTube directly after this because it's live. And I'm not putting no thumbnail up till a little bit later. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be up there. You have full access to it. The uh, episode will be out a little bit after that. And it's a little bit down the line. So it might be a month or so. But nonetheless, please, please reach out to Roshana, particularly if you want to do some business in Chicago. She's 100% the person you want to talk to. She is the name that I'm definitely going to talk to when that time comes. But I advise that all of you do the same. So in the meantime, thank you so much again, Roshana, for coming on. Again, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure. And I'm looking forward to hopefully talk to you another time to do another follow-up interview. And until then, for everybody who's listening and watching, we'll see you next time. Oh, and remember, you're better than you were, but you're not half as good as you're going to be. I tell you what, I'm working on that tagline. All right, ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a great day. for listening to the oliver perry show be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform and as always be sure to follow oliver at the oliver perry on instagram oliver perry on linkedin and the oliver perry show on youtube until next time take care